So, I've been thinking, is Therese wife number four or five? Six, I think. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, hole at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ, Kate and Bea. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. We, every week, recap the latest episodes of the Aussie soap Neighbors that have taken our fancy because we can't recap every single minute. No, we used to do that and episodes were six hours long, remember? And I used to have a spreadsheet, Google spreadsheet, <laughs> and no one would look at it. It was just, I was such a Christy Thomas about the whole thing. <laughs> I'm Vaya Pashas. I have CJ, the hot mess mum. Hello. CJ and I uh, went to the same school. Weren't friends then, but became friends out of school because we talked about neighbours all the time. Yep. Brings people together. Our other friend, Kate, is under the weather. But the good thing is about going weekly is there's always someone around to step in. And Kate's upset that she couldn't make it because she loved this week's episodes. Mm. Classic neighbours, she called it. It was quite classic, wasn't it? So much was packed into this week, I thought. Twists and turns. I mean, we're still here. So the last time I was on the podcast, I said, Vaya, this is all over now. We're never going to hear from Day again. No, and... No, she's moved in now. Every- <laughs> she's at the Kennedy house. <laughs> oh, God, the house that never ends. Just they've got burrows and burrows. <laughs> Whose room is she in, Ellie's? At the moment, Ellie's gone to visit her mum in Sydney. Mm, And be pregnant away from the camera. Yeah, just to get that bump installed. Mm. I guess she took Ellie's room. How inappropriate. (laughs) Would you be annoyed if someone else slept in your bed? I mean, she did know Ellie, Dee and Ellie. That's right. You pointed this out. She was the only person other than Susan and Carl that Dee knows. Right. So she knew her very loosely, like for a month, right? Yeah. Like they saw each other in the street. 16 years ago. Yeah. Okay. There's also a cat here. This is my cat. It's just a hazard of this studio until we can upgrade to a better facility, Mm -hmm. not hinting at anything. We've got to deal with cats. That's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, but it adds flavor and texture. We don't have Clementine on Neighbours, but we have Sergeant Bilko right now in the PirateNet studios in Melbourne, where we are in the dead of winter. Roxy's got sleeves this week. That's how we know it's getting chilly. Yep. Neighbours council business. The business again. I would like to say thank you to people who have left reviews for us. So much thank you. Oh, and not even just like sometimes when I write a review for something, a product, it'll be like three words or like on oh yeah, Uber or eBay or something else. It'll be like. I do the stars and then I'm like, I can't say words. <laughs> no, no. Great they won't service. Let me, they won't let me do a GIF for a review. Great service. Highly recommended. End. Don't, like, I'm a writer for a living and I won't write more than four words. Well, you're not getting paid for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pay me by the word. CJ, can you read this one by Newlyweds? It is entitled England's Most Favourite Neighbours Fans. Five stars. We spent most of our honeymoon driving around Italy catching up with the Neighbours podcasts. Really? I love that so much. We're in their family now. We've been on their honeymoon. <laughs> and to Italy too. Like there's other things you could look at there. Um, absolutely hilarious and by far our favourite podcast. We look forward to each one. Well, congratulations, England's most favourite Neighbours fans. And if you are a bigger fan than them, you've just got to write a review so we believe you. Yeah, and then they had love hearts and English flags. From AJ, I listened to the latest episode of Neighbours last night and then had a sexy dream about Ned Willis. And if you listen to Neighbours, you can too. AJ knows the way to my heart. Definitely. Linna's 25. It's entitled Brilliant. 
Love my Monday morning walks to work, listening to Vaya and the gang. They say exactly what all of us long-suffering Neighbours fans are thinking. Also love the friends of the podcast who get in on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, we have the Neighbours Council, so it means that we're able to connect with our listeners like fairly frequently. Yeah, it's our Facebook group and I get alerts. Anytime anyone posts in the Neighbours Council, I get an alert. And I want to tell you, she turns off alerts for a lot of things. <laughs> so this is quite an honour. I mute some stuff, let me tell you. I muted CJ last month because you were posting from the gym every day. It was driving me bonkers. I will continue to do yeah. that. You're on, mute. <laughs> You're on mute for the rest of the month. I'm on a journey. <laughs> I'm willing to talk about anyone's journey to anything. I also get notifications and I'm sure Kate does too. We get to connect regularly, but it still doesn't make any of these reviews less exciting to hear. Everything is brilliant and wonderful. It's just so nice to hear that like what we do here in Melbourne plays a part in someone's life. Yes. And we just, you know, especially when you're going weekly, I'm looking for any kind of hit of approval, affirmation. Who doesn't like approval? Star's a great way to give it. (laughs) We have given some approval to Mr. Travis Burns for his day out in The Wrong Boy Next Door, Mm -hmm. Lifetime Movie. You can listen to that if you're one of our patrons at patreon.com slash neighbourspod. It'll be there. Any level there? $2 plus. So that's $2 US Dr. Carl level. Barks. And you can um, get the movie free on YouTube. So it's a bargain. All up. One more little item is Kenny Young, the guest on last episode, mm-hmm. could not believe. Like he left us with an amazing Gary impression. Yes, yes, I heard it. And then all of the episodes this week had Gary in them. Yeah. So he felt the need to weigh in. Oh, my God. How much has Gary been on the show this week? Last week he was like a footnote. I can't believe it. This is backed by popular demand. I know you want to hear the voice again. So here it goes. Yeah, well, i got something to say to you, Paul. You can shut up. Awesome. The patron saint of Gary Canning, Kenny Young. Leave it up to a Queenslander to do that accent. All right. I'm going to start us off at Thursday, the 25th of July. Now, there was so much that happened Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Kate is going to do a little highlight check-in on one of her favourite moments before that. So, Kate, talk us through your favourite bit. I thought the um, bachelor auction was just really super fun and it was like the, the neighbours of old before we all started to go really all murdery and terroristy and doppel, triple gangers. But, yeah, it was just really fun. Um, Paul was emceeing the event, like being the auctioneer, and he was all dressed up in a tux and um, cracking jokes and it was it was like the role he was meant to play. And, you know, as up there in his Aussie bum budgie smugglers hamming it up for the crowd, of course, old mate Mrs Punt there to be the light villain for for um chloe to face off against in the auction no it's just it was just a big barrel of laughs really so it was really nice for neighbors to have a light-hearted moment after all the heaviness we've we've had over the last few months anyway bye we're gonna jump in at thursday the 25th of july hot mess roxy spinning out of control to rage willis's ex stepneys <laughs> So it's a tenuous line of why she would be so upset that she doesn't have like a place in Teresa's heart anymore because as far as we knew, she didn't even exist until mm. recently, right? Part of me is very comforted as a divorced child life. Mm. I had I always considered my step family as my family. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there were aunties and uncles and, yeah, sure, if I found myself with having to live with one of them, I would say, yeah, this is I'm living with my uncle or whatever it is. Mm. But if we shared a romantic... Maybe it's time to go back home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
And it is, and Tarage tries to call the Willis parents and they do not want to come. They are splitting up. They used it as a time to separate, I think she refers to it as. What a terrible mess that she has to tell Roxy that. (laughs) What a terrible Willis kind of thing to do, really. Your mum and dad won't be flying down tomorrow. They really wanted to tell you in person, but they they had a bit of an argument. But they do love you. Yeah, it's no biggie. (laughs) I called it a mile off. I am, again, comforted by the fact that even though everything is fraught with Roxy and Tarage, they are still able to have these tough conversations. Yeah, yeah. They're family. Yeah. Right? And that's what you do with family. And, you know, Tarage is like, you came here to get your life together. If you're not going to get it together, go back. You can be a hot mess in Darwin and actually be hot. You won't need those sleeves anymore. Now, a little bit of a development on Wednesday's episode with uh, CJ's favourite couple. Paul and to rage. So I fell asleep <laughs> and I did not watch this episode. So this news was broken to me on the internet. Yes, there were some excited yeah. fans. Um, so I watched it on 10 Play, the app, on my phone that episode, <laughs> like hungry to get the information. So in a modern way, because Therese proposed to Paul. A while back. Yeah. I'd forgotten about it. And he was sort of like, no, I do that, <laughs> right? And he's just, he's been married. It gets pointed out later on Ooh. in the week. He's been married a few times. I'm really glad they don't sweep that under the rug. Yeah. Paul has been married a few times. Like, there's some. How many times do you reckon he's been engaged? <sighs> At least double that. Yeah. Um, I think your cat said 14. Yeah. <laughs> there are some people where you're like, Oh, I'm not going to another wedding. If like if you break up with this person, <laughs> yeah, don't be rushing the next one. Yeah, because I'm not forking out for another present. Yeah, dress, present, yeah. hair, all of it. Like day off, whatever. No. So just think carefully. <laughs> with Paul, it's like guys, just do a civil ceremony in the backyard and don't worry about it. See, you say that, <laughs> but would you want to take the wedding experience away from Therese? Because she's gonna put on an event. I guess I'm torn because all the trimmings. Part of me wants to see Tarage do the classic My Big Fat Greek wedding. Yeah, which I bet Drab didn't Never want to do. He yeah. got he got there in a surfboard or something. <laughs> on the beach, barefoot on the beach, the Greeks would have been outraged. Did he surf in Darwin? Because he would have got killed. <laughs> that's no, weird. I don't know. Beautiful oceans there, full of like sharks and right. crocodiles and shit. But if so, she had a big Greek wedding, maybe if Nick comes back from wherever they put him, possibly prison. Yeah, well, he could get day release probably. Yeah, Doc, or, Dr. Dick, we call him. Or they could all get married in that prison waiting room. They're oh, packing but, a few people into the, but, there. But Paul doesn't like Nick. I forgot about that. Oh, no, no. Because he, he gave him know. cancer. Pretend cancer. Pretend cancer. Which he told mm. young Harlow about his mm. bonus surprise granddaughter mm. who has really fast-tracked her trip to Australia. Mm. She's like within a week – Hi, I'm related to you. I'm your granddaughter, Rob Rob's son, daughter, Harlow. Can I live with you? Can I live with you to the end of the year? I'm going to go to school here. I'm going to transfer my stuff over here. Is everyone okay? I have beautiful collars, Peter Pan collars in my blouses. And a lovely accent. She is precious, but wow, she's putting a lot on this new family of hers. But she just asks for what she wants, this girl. Yeah. She's very clear. So Susan, at some point, I feel like Wednesday, finds out she's going to go back and get more MS treatment in Sydney. Yes, Rita Newland's been on the blower. She, she was on the phone, yeah. She then pops over to the Robinsons to hear about Harlow's education. Like she's just and bang, bang, bang. Tease that up. Yeah. And she doesn't even ring in at the school. I worry, I'm worried because if they leave the school shortchanged, 
who is the immediate person in the vicinity that has education training half of? Millsy. Yeah. He's not allowed to go there. But that does not stop them from putting him places where he's not allowed. Is Wayne going to teach these children? (laughs) Like who is left? Because Ellie's being pregnant somewhere. And away. Maybe she's coming back to be principal. Yeah. 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 So Roxy is devastated. Roxy has spent a lot of time on Instagram this week. So much time. She is hashtagging everything, living my best life. Yeah. Which is very sad. (laughs) Like it's not if you are living your best no. life or if you're taking a trite yeah. photo of like Ugg boots. Yeah, it's got to be tongue-in-cheek Yeah, or you're on an island somewhere. Yeah, if you're in Mykonos, you can post that. Yeah. She's in Ramsey Street or like whatever backhole bar <laughs> they're in, <laughs> right? I can't play the stink. It's not called that, but yeah, we'll run with it. <laughs> um. She's spiralling. We know because she's got wisps of hair coming out of her yeah, sleek like ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Hi, Sammy. Sammy, explain to me why I have these. Friend of the show who's a hair expert. Yeah, it's from too much bleaching. Oh. Yeah. So Roxy, one of her main problems, her parents are separated. But she's 20. Like, yeah. yeah. It's time for you to divorce yourself from your parents' lives. I can understand being upset. Yeah. I guess she's questioning, was everything alive, my childhood, but whatever. But also you can rationalise. She's had a relationship breakdown. Mm. She understands that it happens. She's flown the nest. It's time for them to clean house. They've probably been wanting to do this for like six years. Mm. And they finally had to get a rid of Roxy to do <laughs> it. Um, she's also annoyed that Harlow is there. And that everyone likes Harlow more than her. Yeah, which is like, she needs to get over that. She does need to get over it, but also she's not as great as Harlow. No. Get a collar. Yeah, put some buttons on your shirt. <laughs> Do them up. Very cold. Show as much skin as you want in the summertime, but you're going to catch your death. This all escalates to the point where Roxy's like, I'm not okay with this engagement. No one deserves to be happy. She's so angry about it. It's like they walk all over everyone and then get everything they want. She is the last person that Paul should go anywhere near. And like this is her, what did you describe Therese as? Her ex-step-auntie? Yes. This is her ex-step-auntie marrying a guy. I'm sorry that Roxy's not invested. I'm invested in this relationship, Roxy. Leo's not even bothered. Congratulations. Sincerely. And he used to be in love with. Therese. Therese, his father's fiancé now. Mm, That's normal. (laughs) Roxy puts this plan into motion when she spots Paul. Paul was trying to do a sweet thing. She's not coming to their little impromptu drinks. Congratulations, let's get engaged. You know who else is not annoyed? Amy. (laughs) Who's engaged to who? Amy's engaged to her father's fiancé's ex-fiancé. Yeah, yeah. So everyone else is okay with it, Roxy. These are the people in your neighbourhood. <laughs> Therese is concerned for Roxy. She's not here at the drinks. Roxy's always up for a drink. Where is she? Paul goes to find her at the murder rotunda. Mm. What does Roxy do when she spots Paul? So she has at some point heard about Courtney. And Roxy is akin to Courtney in an, an appearance kind of way. Courtney, however, is not a hot mess. She was like, had it together. She was Tim Collins's daughter that was in a fake engagement with Paul for a bit. That she leveraged to her advantage. And then she moved to America with Travis Burns. Anyway, so she sees him and she asks, she has a go at him about the relationship, Therese, the engagement, all of this. But then she asks him, do you really like younger women? And passes him. Now, you're a young woman, you're not a kid, and all of this sulking is getting really tiresome. I thought you liked younger women, though. Do you really like younger women? 
Roxy. Because that works for me. Straight in. Like, she had more of a run-up to that pash than she needed to for a evil plan. She could have just lunged at him. Yeah. But she wanted context. But no consent kiss. The way it played out on Thursday, mm. top of Thursday, quite alarming. Mm. I was cooking dinner. Mm-hmm. so Which I, most people do during neighbours. Yeah. It happens, right? I had it on mute. I was watching a couple at once, so I had them all rolling one after the other. I wasn't quite ready. I had it playing and I was doing something to the stove and then I look over and I see Paul like shoving Roxy against the gazebo bench and I see her look of terror in her eyes and I didn't hear the conversation and I couldn't tell what was going on. So I ran to the TV and rewound it and put the sound on and it actually is a lot more startling when you don't have the sound on because you just see the terror in Roxy's face. Yeah, she was so petrified. Sorry, are you okay? No, no. No, no, I just... I mean, what is wrong talk. with you? We need to talk about what's just happened. I don't Roxy. want to talk. I just want you to leave Roxy. me alone. All right. All right, look, okay, I'll take a step back, okay? Here I am. Just... So clearly she's triggered by yeah. something mm. in the movement of Paul shoving her aside and it... It became violent, like, because she fell against the bench and then on the ground and was, like, crawling away from him, mm. whereas he was just lashing out, like, please get off me. Oh, it was – they both played it really well. It was really – there was a was lot really of complex good. stuff going on in there. So let's add this up. So she enters the scene after having, you know, you know, she's been a bit of a bad girl in Darwin. She brings an older man – as Harlow references him, an inappropriately mm. aged boyfriend. Harlow just, she's just got it all sorted out. I don't know about the actress. I'm sure she's great. <gasps> but that character could be on Neighbours. <laughs> but no, she, she could tell us a thing or two yeah. about getting it together. Yeah. I'm looking to her to get my life in order. Yeah. I need a 16-year-old from England to come and tell me <laughs> what to do. So she has already done the older man relationship mm-hmm. thing. One that wasn't overly good to her. Um, yeah, and she's clearly been partying, like out on Abernathy Station. Yeah, and, and continued to party here. Mm. She bought a bar with cash. <laughs> One of the things she does when she tries to ruin and Therese and Paul's relationship is to seduce him, essentially. Yeah, wow. It's Because that's what she thinks she has yeah, to it's do. It's a desperate act. This sort of sets her off a bit too because she comes home, packs up. One of the most exquisite pieces of dialogue is when she comes out at Aaron and David's. And Where no one works, by the way. They're always there. She says to Leo and David, I'm going, I've, I'm leaving, I'm, I've taken the $50 I put in the kitty. <laughs> Leo, you put $20 you in put the $20 kitty. in. Oh, well. Just take it out of my bond. You didn't pay any bond. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great little moment of comedy <laughs> in a serious scene. Yep. Mwah, beautiful. Okay, she goes... She's going to go and sit at the bus stop for a while. The bus stop that Paige used to th- sit and think in. It was Paige's thinking But also spot. it's dark. It's very unlikely that there's a bus coming. If you took the 50 bucks from the kitty, just Uber. I mean, you could probably connect that to Therese's credit card. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to point out another Paul and Therese slash Harlow moment because I'm really loving the dynamic, the oh, family dynamic. It's lovely. They are so warmed by having this normal person live at their house. And she better not turn out to have Rob Rob jeans because I'll be no, angry. I don't this reckon is, at all. This is lovely. I think the writers, the directors, the other actors, everyone's just so happy to have her there. Remember our saviour, Colette? Oh, yes. She told us how lovely she yeah, is great. and how much of a great actress she is. Yeah. Um, so I think they're all just thrilled and no one's going to do bad things to her okay, maybe. good. But they're going to play some board games because yeah. they, they're getting into it. They're, he's doing the chess with her. She's getting out risk. She got out risk. 
And Trace has looked over. She's flicking a magazine on the kitchen island that they've got. They've got a big island there at Trace's house. She's doing quite a dramatic flick, you know, <laughs> with a magazine. And then she says, will you guys play that while I get dinner ready? She's got no pots of hands. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. She's just got her magazine. She's already ordered something yeah. on Uber Eats. Yeah, with all the trimmings. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful setup they've this all is got. Great. Wonderful. Why do they? They wouldn't want this Roxy girl moving back in because they've got this going on. You did well. Planning to be here for this. I know, right? <laughs> you have to come back in a few months for the wedding. Oh well, actually, I've decided to stay here for a while. I'm going to live with Granddad and Trace. That's awesome. More to celebrate. Who interrupts this lovely soiree? Gaz can. Ah. Robinson, hey, you're a dead man. You're never going to break me and Amy up. What do I have to do to get that? Three, sick, ugly mug! Oh, God, Gary! Gary Francis, Xavier Canning, his feathers are ruffled because it's all come out that Paul and Sheila were conspiring to break up Amy and Gary so that, yeah. you know, to placate Kyle and to because Gary's no good. And it's a wonderful plan. I was behind it. <laughs> Yep. (laughs) I was happy to see them join forces for this common good of breaking up Gazcan and Amy. Now, I don't really think it's appropriate for parents to break up their children, but also, as Paul points out later in the thing, why would you think he wouldn't do this? Yeah, he just shrugged it off like, yeah, this is on brand for me. Yeah, I'm Paul Robinson. Do you think that I'm just going to sit back and let my daughter marry this loser? She already had a loser boyfriend. Remember the loser guy that she used to – her kid's dad? Yeah, Jimmy's dad, yeah. Jimmy's – whatever his name was. He's not a loser now, but he was when they were together, right? Of all of Paul's crazy schemes, I'm behind this one. Yeah. And he's doing well at it. They should have broken up six months ago. Why is this taking so long? Sheila, however, hot mess. She can't deal with it. Poor sweet Sheila. She feels so bad. Yeah, but – it's problematic because it brings up the issue that she loves her grandson more than her son. <gasps> that moment. Pick Kyle over me. Oh, no, Gary. I mean, you want to keep him here no matter how much it hurt me. Yeah, but you have to understand that you and Amy always had issues. This is never about me and Amy being right for each other. It's about Kyle being the golden child. That's not no, true. He's always been your favourite and I get that. But I'm your son. If you frequent the Reddit thread raised by narcissists, you'll know the term that Gary throws around. Why does Gary know terms? I don't know. He's the golden child. Gary, he's your son. Yeah. And I've got to say, no matter what, you want everyone to prioritise your child. So Gary shouldn't be jealous of him. There is so much wrong with Gary. And I know, I guess the prison system has a lot to answer for. The apple bartering he did in there did him no good. I mean, he's known Paul a long time, hasn't he? (laughs) They went through some stuff. They did. And he tears strips off Paul gets really rough and violent around teenagers. Mm. It's not okay. And Tarage is furious with Paul, and but they resolve it in a really human way, I thought. First of all, she hits him with a bit of Tarage, TM, mm. classic Tarage, just flips her lid. Mm-hmm. You and Sheila teaming up and meddling with their relationship, that's not on. All right, all right. But can we just move past it now because we've got other things we need to no, discuss? No, we can't just move past it. For God's sake, Paul, at least give me some time. He's just like, oh, come on. Like, this is not even a big deal. Like, I constantly do the wrong thing, right? And he, he, he is trying to behave himself generally, but obviously he did. He had a deadline with this. They're going to get married, possibly even like she talked about having kids with him. This is like a parking ticket for Paul. This is He's got bigger fish to fry. It is nothing yeah. compared to all the things he's done. Yeah. 
And so Therese is like, okay, fine. Of course I'm going to get over this. You guys gave me a ring, <laughs> but I'm going to need a minute. Give us a hot minute yeah, to I'm collect gonna, my thoughts. I'm going to take the plates inside. Got to finish my magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Still halfway through Home Beautiful. <laughs> By the way, someone on the council pointed out that they decant their cereal. Because was it Beck Dahl? I think it might have been. Legal Eagle Beck pointed out that Paul and Rage take the time to decant both milk and cereal. Yes. This is the life Roxy walks away from. Yeah. Pre-poured milk of a morning. And what I love most about this is I would like to see Teresa's YouTube channel where she takes us on a tour of a fridge or a pantry. How she wipes down her washing machine with the vinegar. And the wine in the dryer. I really wish she would come back to alcohol in a healthy way. Like I really wish that she's like, okay, zero tolerance doesn't work for me. I'm going to allow myself one glass of wine a week with dinner when we get takeaway with all the trimmings. And... Yeah, they get takeaway every night. (laughs) Everything in moderation. You know, she needs a vino, that girl. Yeah, she does. Maybe when marijuana becomes legal, she could just start getting high. Nice. (laughs) So Paul goes down to the pub at this point? Oh, yeah. He runs into Gary at the pub. Mm. So then we have a, a really quick, possibly red herring, argument between Gary and Paul. Now, Gary's super angry that Paul and Sheila have done this, but he has not reached the point where he's realised that Amy's actually fallen, well, not fallen for this, but, you know, he keeps banging on about how their love's stronger now and all of this. Because meanwhile, Amy has decided, no, I really should break up with Gary and also I'm still um, harbouring some feelings for Kyle, Yeah, which, God, he's going to torch the joint when he hears that. Could you imagine? She says at one point, we're going to need to give it some time before we um, announce our relationship. Ah, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Just don't announce it. No, move away. Not everything has to be announced. Go up to Brisbane. Uh, stay with Charlene. Just, where's Bossy? Yeah, go get Bossy. Go for, is she in Bavaria or something? Just go get her. Go get her. <laughs> Hang out with Georgia. I'm sure they've resolved things. Sure she's got a new, she's probably dating Hans from the hospital. Hans. He's like an orderly, very strong one. <laughs> so everyone's great. So Paul runs into Gary and they have a big biff. And Paul says the same thing to him. Like, why would you think that I would just stand by and let you marry my daughter? Like, you're a piece of trash. And he's right. Earlier tonight I was watching, re-watching some episodes and my, my son has a toy car that's a vintage Mercedes and it's in the same hue as Gary's Ford. Because your son is three and living his best life. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> He could put that on Instagram, not Roxy. And he said, I have a car like that. And he pointed to Gary's car and I said, not like that, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Gary's trash. And Sheila's not. And importantly, like this is not a socioeconomic thing. No, no, he's just garbage. He he does not know how to treat women. He has no respect for his loved ones, thoughts, feelings, well-being. His mother. Has never been around for any of his children. He's worried about the fact that his, his mother loves his son more because he abandoned him. And crimes, all the time crimes. And like his mother has a heart issue and he doesn't let up with the crimes and stuff. Like just, just be calm and run your coffee joint. Flies off the handle at a moment's notice. He is on those ads where they show men how to keep their emotions in check. Like oh, he's yeah. on one of those, those government-sponsored ads. Yeah. And he's not getting treatment for anything. Not a single thing. No, no, no. Nothing. Man up, go to therapy. It's sitting on a couch for an hour. You can do it. And he keeps trying to force his fiance into marrying him quicker so that he like owns her. Oh, because what has he got a bargain for, CJ? A five-star lo- luxury trip 
which is also Paul points out not an Amy thing. No. No. She wants to go to like Margaret River. Oh, that's, that's a lovely idea for Amy. Yeah. Get out there and be with nature and just, I don't know, go to some magnificent place that isn't like a manufactured luxury hotel. That's not her. Like when her son, when Jimmy visited, they went to the beach. Yeah. She's a Robinson, mm. essentially. So she could go to any hotel, right? Mm. Any Lasseter's, any wherever Lass- you want. Yeah, there's probably one everywhere. I mentioned Lasseter's Hobart last episode. That mm-hmm. would be a nice time, this time of year. Yeah. Uh, Rustic. Very cold. Mm. Uh, hopefully they've got some open fires. Yeah. He wants to put a rush on the wedding. Amy's like, I want to put a rush on the breakup. Yeah, I want to <laughs> be with your son. <laughs> All of this boils down to Paul strolling through the park. Hanging out in the dark park. This was a lot to deal with. Yeah. Out of nowhere, a crowbar whacks him. A hooded, masked, something like that. CJ and I just watched The Wrong Boy Next Door, so we're getting our hooded figures a little blurred. Somehow covered up, let's call it that. An obscured figure. I felt it was a man by the shoes. Because ladies don't go around crowbarring people. No, they use their emotions to toy with people. Crowbar. It was a crowbar. That is violent what as hell. You, because I watch so much drama, I actually have forgotten what a real purpose of a crowbar is. Like, did Jimmy open windows for non for legal purposes? Well, for both. Okay, but like to get something open that's jammed. Okay, got yeah. right. Yeah, I just only ever see them whacking people. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not exactly an expert. They they're heavy, heavy, really, really heavy. Mm. Like they could definitely kill people. And then he kicks Paul a couple of times too, and then runs yeah, off. Yeah, he really hates Paul. It was confronting imagery. So who finds him? Beautiful Roxy. Yeah. Oh, I in that moment, because she was obviously dead to me, but in that moment when she runs up to him, grabs him, like checks if he's okay, how he is, calls the ambulance immediately. Mm-hmm. She's crying. She's distraught. She calls to rage and lets her know. She does all the right things that you're meant to do yeah. in a crisis. So I really appreciated that from her. Yeah, and I've been waiting for her to behave when something important happens, mm. like when Therese gets engaged, just yeah. go over there yeah. and have a part. But she did it in this moment. Yeah, she's being a hyperactive toddler the rest of the time mm. That's that doesn't have a treat that she wants. Mm. She's just having tantrums left, right and centre. So it was good to get her to have, be a grown-up for four seconds. And this carries over into Friday because then obviously Paul's laid up in hospital. Mm. Who's on the case, CJ? His son. No, but who's on the case? Ah, oh, <laughs> he's got it. Detective mechanic. He's got this. Yeah, he's got a clipboard now. Yeah. Have you noticed? Look, he's all over this. <laughs> he's got a clipboard. He's wearing his vest all the time. Always. Because, I mean, his fiance was shot in front yeah. of him. Like, we can't forget and why he, he needs to, to wear the vest. He has to walk past that murder rotunda on the daily. Oh, there's crimes happening there. All clues lead to Gary. Yeah. In fact, Roxy seems like she's hesitating to name the culprit, but then ultimately says, no, no, it was Gary. So clearly there's more to this. But I think she – so she says, no, no, it was Gary in front of Paul and Therese. So I think what she's trying to do is win their hearts. She's a little hard to read at the minute. I'm very worried because Roxy seems to do things to win people mm. that represent very bad things having happened to her. I'm really – yeah, that the way she reacted to the violent mm. shove – and, it, and trying to kiss him at all as well. To use her body as currency. Yeah. It's extremely worrying behaviour. And then to use what we can only assume is fake witness testimony as currency. <laughs> I mean, as you would say, CJ, there's a lot to unpack with young Roxy. There really is. And I haven't liked her. But now that there's stuff to unpack, yeah. I'm interested. As long as everybody deals with their feelings. Like feelings are very complicated. Mm. 
and confusing. And it's okay to have them. And talk about them. Yeah. But you just have to, you've got to deal with them. You can't just roam the house, taking money from petty cash. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> and then going into the wind. Yeah. It's no way to live. I mean, to be fair, could she just be like, I took $50 because I gave you $50,000 for a bar. <laughs> I'm leaving now. Well, this so this is thrilling. I love it. And I'll always love it when Gary's thrown in it. So Gary, by the way, also just gets home as this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all, all the things are pointing to Gary. But I think it's something to do with Rob Rob. Really? Yeah. <gasps> so the violentness of the crowbar really sparks like real criminal to me. Yeah. Like someone who Rob Rob would know from the prison. Mm. This isn't a teenager writing G-rated graffiti. And it's not like a mugging. He wasn't mugged. No. It was an unprovoked violent act. So who do you think it is? I mean, I want it to be Gary because I want him to go back to his Apple prison. Well, I think that Rob Rob sent someone. <gasps> Actually, because Harlow was very matter of fact about it. She's like. Did you see the person? What did he look like? I'm sure it was a man. What did it, like she was straight on it? But yeah. maybe just because Harlow's together, She's maybe she just together. she just knows what to ask. She may have watched like Law and Order the whole <laughs> plane ride. Like who knows? God, that bedazzled collar she had on this week was just perfect. Yeah, I'd love to know who's dressing. Like what brands they've got her wearing. Yeah, I'd love to see a Pinterest board for Harlow. Yeah. There's so many additional digital content items I need from yeah. neighbours at the moment. Like I need Teresa's YouTube channel. And I know on Insta stories they're putting, which house is this prop from? Oh, like yeah, just yeah. show me the bedazzled collars. Yep. That's all I need. All right, we'll park all of that because that's a great time. What an action-packed situation. Mm. It's almost overshadowed one of the marquee storylines of the last few months. Slash 15, 16, 16 years. 16-year <laughs> mystery continues to not be I, finished. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't finish. Dee and Andrea. So last time we spoke, not I didn't come to the last one, but you said it's weird we hadn't got the um the DNA test back yet. Yeah. Normally in Neighbours it comes back like that afternoon. And we had our voice memo from Simon and there's a bit that I cut out of it for length, but Simon said that his DNA with his brother took six weeks. Yeah, well, there you go. That yeah. sounds normal. But we're just used to the Mori Povich situation <laughs> where people come out, say their problem, and then the card's brought out straight after. Yeah. So eventually the results come in. I mean, it took a few days, which is more than I thought, so that's fine. Oh, it was like two weeks, really. And it was DNA Solutions. So maybe there's a they've just put a rush on at this special company, DNA yeah, Solutions. Yeah, maybe when Detective Mechanic rings up and... Because he seems to make phone calls. Mark's calling around. And we, we get that a lot. His friend Sonia, like, he would have put in some special calls. But don't you reckon? I was thinking about the fact Mark's putting in a lot. Yeah, totally for Sonia. But he's putting in a lot of extra hours. I don't reckon he can go home to his house. It's empty. Why hasn't somebody moved in there yet? The Brendan was not built to not have conventionally attractive people in it. Well, it's got one in it. It's got one, but, but he it needs more. It's who, a lot of burden for him to shoulder. Who could move in with him? Well, my th- I already wanted Millsy in there, but I don't think that's going to go that oh, way. Oh, yeah, you wanted him because then it would be more appropriate. Yeah, and Mark could keep an eye on him. Mark is <gasps> someone who hates him. I was oh, The next person I was going to suggest was Ned, but he hates Ned too, so forget that. No, no, they've got colourfulness now. Yeah, they're, they're playful with each other. Yeah, they are. God, Millsy, so much has happened this week. Oh, yeah, he um, organised a bachelor auction. And he kisses his previous victim. Yeah. And i got to say, I don't know whether it was hot because they're both just very, very attractive people, but it was a little bit hot. And then I was so offended at myself for yeah. thinking that because it's like 
a domestic violence storyline because she keeps going back to him. And I keep feeling like, are we meant to just pretend that the slate's wiped clean and Mills is like a brand new character? Because I can get on board that if that's what you want me to do, but you need to really spell it out that that's what we're doing. Because if he becomes evil again, this is becoming very complicated. I don't think he's going to be, maybe when he wants to leave the show. When he um gets another musical theatre gig or something. No, I reckon they're just going to let him go. for like, He's so good on the show that they're just going to let him do whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, musical theatre, okay, Millsy's. Just come and record for 45 minutes every two weeks. Yeah. I mean, and he's done such big storylines. He can really do the, um, he can do the ceramic pig now, can't he? Oh, yeah. Right. DNA Solutions has come back that Andrea and Dee are related, not just related, twin sisters. And that Heather's the mother. Yes. Uh, beautiful Carrie Armstrong, nutty, natty, nanny Alice. Oh, and her nuttiness is just being, it's an onion unraveling, isn't just, it? Just when you think there's no more, there's more. There's more. Toadie goes around to speak to Heather and she takes that moment to try and make good with him. Like, yeah, I'm sorry about Sonia. So sorry. Look, I know I tried to kill her, but like, I'm glad it was the cancer that got her and not me. Not a thing you say to Don't, someone. No, just no. I'm sorry about what. I'm sorry about yeah. Sonia passing yeah. away. And end of sentence. And I'm sorry for everything else. Yeah, just I'm sorry. Is I'm fool's... sorry. Heather only remembers having one baby. This was a traumatic experience yes. for Heather. She details the experience as if it took place in a hospital. So I think, is it Mark that gets on the blower to Perth Central? He's on the phone, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just phones it. There's no record of this birth. By the way, he's wearing a vest all the time. <laughs> just to make, just to do his desk admin. <laughs> oh, good on him because things can happen. I <sighs> remember when when we first started the podcast, they were still in the previous Victoria Police uniforms that mm. we called out on the pod as being outdated mm. and they were the pale blue and then he upgraded to the navy blue and it looks so good. I'm not, I don't get sick of Dr. Kathy messaged us and says she enjoys seeing Mark in his yep. police wear 24-7. He's very – he looks very good in it. Mm. Sometimes he puts up photos of it on Instagram and they're special. <laughs> not Mark. I'm not following Mark's Instagram. <laughs> Although I would watch – I would look at the hell out of a fake Mark Instagram account. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? It would be better than Teresa's YouTube yeah. channel. Imagine all that – you could finally get that vacuuming scene that you wanted. <laughs> so – the solution to all of this that comes about on Friday's episode, they call in Dr. Beverly Robinson. Yeah, because she is a magical hypnosis specialist. It is. Now, we are in a world, it's magical realism mm. that you can just plug into hypnosis mm. and it's instant. It's yeah. just you straight back in there where you need, wherever you need to remember, wherever you need to go, you're straight in there. This woman is so good. She seems to be able to hypnotize anyone. Heather's really receptive to it. Forget the fact that she's in prison. She's having withdrawals from whatever drugs and alcohol she's not on at the moment. Or mm. Let's be honest. She's got some prison drink. I don't, what does that even mean? Like the, they make alcohol out of other things. Well, and can they? It's very clever. Yeah. <laughs> Like potatoes and other things. But she would oh. be drinking the moonshine okay. from the prison. Well, Learn so much. Heather would straight away. You posted on the council that she is great with her hair in prison. Oh, flawless. She 100% got in there and made friends with whoever was the hairdresser yeah. and whoever makes the moonshine. Yeah. She's like, I cannot live like this. And whoever sells the face cream yeah. or whatever. Like she's she needs her creature comforts. She's living her best prison life. She is. She probably has been there before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows what's what. This ain't her first rodeo. Under hypnosis, it's revealed she remembers the mm. oft remembered mysterious redhead woman that had a baby and then she handed away a baby. 
and through some fast fingering, <laughs> fast finger work, fast dialing from detect- Constable Brennan. He'll be a detective soon. The redheaded woman materializes. Yeah. So firstly, she's alive. Which when somebody wow. talk, when somebody talks about how old would Dee and Andrew be? Like mid to late thirties, our age. And so thirty years ago, a nun. So I and, thought she would have and, been at least like sixty when this happened. Yeah. Like there's a show, a show called Love Child in Australia that mm. details these sorts of cases in the sixties. Yeah. Giving babies away. So traumatic. Sister Grace turned out to be quite the spring chicken. Mm. They bring in Chris, who runs the pub at Mount Thomas, Blue mm. Healers, mm-hmm. Julie Nile, Sister Grace. One scene, one scene, one and done. Yeah, she comes in and just tells the whole damn story. Wow. Basically, we thought you were white trash and you couldn't have two kids. That's it? You were in a bad way. You were delirious. You obviously had no idea that you were carrying twins. My superior, she thought she was doing the right thing. Wait, wait. What happened to my other baby? There was a young couple, the Bliss family. You were struggling, Heather. You were in no position to look after even one. I never would have done. I didn't even know she existed. Oh, it broke my heart a little bit. You, how dare she? You can't pass that judgment. Like, no. And if you can take one, take both of them. Yeah. Why did they leave Andrea there to get stuffed up? You know what I mean? Andrea could have been D. And it was interesting because, you know, there's been studies that I haven't read but I've probably seen headlines of um, about twins being separated and what it does to them. And it seems like it didn't really harm Dee. She had a very comfortable life. But Andrea, very harmed. By what in her life we don't know. Whoa, but she's very so harmed. Much. And she was a victim of domestic violence too because yep. of what they found in her police file that time mm-hmm. when she was a brunette briefly. Again, this has been pointed out and I don't want to labour over plot holes but if – D's not related to her sister Cecile by blood, then how did Andrea fake the DNA DNA test last time by using Cecile's DNA if Cecile was an adoptive sister? Whatever, don't worry about it. Magic, it's magic. Maybe Heather had three babies. (laughs) Yeah, and they, yep. (laughs) Maybe. TBC. No one's um, going to tell her about that one. They're like, oh, well, the other one's dead, so you can't have her now. Don't worry about Cecile. It's another problem for another day. I was touched at how Dee was touched. She's like, I feel sorry for these women. They're my sister. They're my mother. Toadie's like, mate, you do not need to worry about them. <laughs> but I appreciated that she felt this connection with them. Also, her sister, her twin sister, her half, her yin to her yang, tried to kill her. Oh, but then she goes, but then my mum saved me. Yeah. There's a lot. And it doesn't look to be holding up anytime soon. I have absolutely no idea when this is going to wrap up. Every now and then I try and look ahead to like blurbs that have episodes that are coming mm, up mm. to try and plan, all right, we're going to hit this then, we're going to hit this yeah. then. Who do, do we want to have it's a special? Very hard. There's a lot happening per <sighs> week, isn't like, there? Do we want, like, you know, do we want an expert in? Do we want Dr. Kathy? What do we want? Yeah, it's, when's someone going to die? It's so hard to know when all of this is wrapping up. I cannot tell. Can I just mention as well, mm. the button to that Chris from Mount Thomas Blue Healers scene. Mm-hmm. Toadie also is like, Excuse me, you can't give away babies. That's illegal. She's like, oh, I know. I'm going to go give my statement now to Mark Brennan outside. Yeah. And so he's just outside the prison and she's probably just going to walk away, right? She's not going to go to Mark Brennan. I mean, he's outside the door. My feeling is, though, that she was like 18 and forced into this and it's not hers. To be fair, she did blame Sister Mildred. Mm. She said this was all Sister Mildred's idea who has passed. Yeah. Sister Grace was just going along with it. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I don't know what Mildred had on Grace. God. God. Yeah. God, the, these religious organisations have a lot to answer for. Yeah, but it's also, this is believable. Yep. Yeah. These things happen. 
They have happened. Yep. The show I enjoyed called Switched at Birth was based on a real case. Oh, that's a good one. That's two good babies one. that were switched at birth. Both had loving families with who they ended up with. But yep. one was had a nicer life than the other financially. And I'm, you know, I'm listening to a lot of true crime podcasts at the moment that deal with, you know, biological families versus, you know, carers, and it's very complicated. <sighs> I, I, I couldn't tell you when this is going to end. I was so confident that we were never <laughs> going to hear about this again, and now I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I thought they were just planting a seed for one rainy day. You know, the opening credits. Like, soon are we going to have one with um, Dee and Andrea and Heather in the in the prison um, <laughs> break room? With the tulip tables that I did notice since Kate pointed them out to me. <laughs> and maybe we're going to have um, Dee goes to be a nurse at the prison. Oh, lovely. Beautiful. And they could all just spend time together. I also noticed they've kind of really got into the rhythm of Dee's look. Like they've got some nice lip gloss on her. She, they've softened. She's in this lovely green blouse. Yeah, her hair's looking a bit better too. Mm. Like it's looking less nimbin. Yeah. And just more her, yeah. You know what is good about it? It's like nice to see Toadie doing some stuff. Yeah, it's distracting him from his grief. Yeah. I um, mean, I think that's okay though. But we were watching Friday's episode together, CJ and I, and mm. my partner walked into the room as Toadie and Dee were having a close moment mm. and he got nervous. Like he knew they were sitting too close to each other on the couch mm. and that was not good news. They and were then, TV distance away from each other, which is not appropriate. And what do you mean TV distance? Like, because they've got to sit in the same frame. Oh, yeah. You know, like when it's like weird that people sit on the same side of a booth or whatever, right? And it, like at the hospital when all of the Willis's yeah. and Tanaka's were sitting like they were playing musical chairs back yeah. to back. Like they were a little <laughs> caravan of chairs. <laughs> um, they were doing that. But they were also tilting their faces side to side like they were about to kiss. <gasps> and I mean, I know that there's probably fans out there wanting them to kiss. I know, but like there's a time and a place. I just every mm. it, 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 just give it a minute. Just give it time. He's got another dead wife to worry about. I worry a lot about everybody's emotional state. Yeah, I can't take it. I'm like Nelly doesn't need this. No. She still thinks. Where so, even is Nelly? She's at daycare or the park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not the same park that Paul got knocked off. At. School, after school care. Yeah, there, there's one they can drop in. It's very expensive, Toady. Go and pick her up at three thirty. <laughs> Cost the same yeah. as a whole day of daycare. Yeah, Dippy's got thing. it. Dippy's all over it. Oh yeah, Dippy. She's organised. Reduced hours at the cafe. I She's bet. having um a deconstructed taco at the um cafe. I think it's time for citizen or citizen of the week. Wow. <sighs> um, it could literally be anybody for anything. In a gift of hope, I'd like to give citizen to Roxy. Aww. Acting cool in a crisis. Yeah, she doesn't deserve that, but you know that's fine. That's fair enough. Yeah. That, yep. I mean, I can't give it to Mark again for wearing a vest. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. No. Roxy could have just kicked mud on Paul and walked off. Yeah. Or she could have seen it and ran because it was scary, mm. and she didn't. She did like it's like she's done a CPR class and she knows what to do. You yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, citizen of the week. I mean, who knew the murderous poisoning nanny. Nanny Ellis, Heather, friend of the show, Carrie Armstrong, for the having the strength to relive her first traumatic birth, then which was fictional, then her real traumatic birth, where she recounted baby Andy as a little leg of lamb oh. that they washed down and put on her boob. She said that to yeah. yeah. Boob. <laughs> Just more of the word boob on Neighbours, please. <laughs> Having to go through hypnosis in prison. Both her kids are there. One of them she's been estranged from. like And Dr. Carl, by Tony, the way. <laughs> Ka- Ka- what? Carl. Mark's outside. <laughs> Everyone's there. 
It's just no where's, matter. Where's Susan? <laughs> she's packing for Sydney. <laughs> no matter what you've done on this earth, those are a lot of things to process all at once. Yeah. Heather's doing her damn best. And I think we found out that like a lot of Heather's problems have come from her trauma. <sighs> Doesn't mean she really... should have tried to kill Sonia. No, they still. didn't really specify what her trauma was. Well, someone took her baby. But before that, they took her baby because she was a hot mess. Um, well, she had that terrible man that knocked her up. Yeah, we don't know. Actually, that's another mystery that's out there. The the baby's father. Yeah, they don't know anything about it. I just think she like was you know had a bad childhood, got knocked up pregnant mm. um, when she was young. Yeah, like no um, caregivers to support her. Yeah, she had to go to some random god place to have a baby. Ugh. You know, it's not like she was going to Lamar's classes down at the town cent- the Sonia Civic Center, the Sonia Rebecca Center. Shout out the Gartside Women's Shelter is what they called it. That's, I mean, that sounds like a prison, doesn't it? Yeah, but it is the name of lovely Paul Gartside, who was the outgoing script producer at the time these okay. episodes would have been put well, together. That's nice. That's a that's an honor. What a <laughs> what a namesake. <laughs> but like the women's like that part of it sounds scary, you know. So I don't think things were going great for her. And then someone stole one of her babies, which would have left a hole in her heart that never would have been able to be filled. I don't know. I'm about to turn an, another year older and I just keep getting soft in my age mm. and I just keep feeling sympathy for the people that society has let down, the nanny Alice's, the – not the Gary's, he's let himself down. But, you know, yeah. the Roxy's. What's, what have people done to hurt you? Who hurt you? As Dee says earlier in the week, we're all victims. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Why did she say that? That's weird. Because she realised that she's a victim. Oh, yeah. Heather's a victim. Andrew's a victim. Toadie's, of course, a victim. This is the special victims. Frick. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many victims. But um, also survivors. Fabulous week of viewing. Could you imagine if the – um what's Heather's last name? Shilling. Can you imagine if the shilling ladies, all three of them now, did like a Beyonce act, a Survivor Beyonce act? <gasps> I need it. So that'd be good for the socials content. It really would be. I don't know if Carrie's around anymore. Oh, we can't call it. There's no way we can call it. It keeps it keeps living. Isn't she doing something else really soon? Sea change. <laughs> yeah, I think she's done. <laughs> we'll be back next week. We'll get more from Kate then as well. She's remued on Twitter, R-E-M-U-E-D. CJ. CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram and the internets. I'm Vaya Pashos on Twitter and Vase on Instagram and we are Neighbours Pod on Twitter and Facebook. You can like our page or join the Neighbours Council, our chat group. Please do it and say things. Yeah, because we'll get notifications. Yep. And it makes the workday go a little bit faster for us. It does. Leave us a review on Apple or the provider that you listen to us through. Is that all the fun stuff? Patreon.com slash NeighboursPod. Buddy Watch going up with Travis Burns' Lifetime movie. And feel free to watch that and send us some comments. You can do it on the council on Patreon or whatever, yeah. right? It'll be, yeah, it'll be a great time. And we are NeighboursPod.com. That's it then. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Oh, who are the people in the neighbourhood, in your neighbourhood, in your neighborhood say who are the people in your neighborhood the people that you meet each day oh look who's coming now hi there these two have been trying to split me and amy up make me look bad so amy dumps me then kyle be happy